Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Just a couple things I wanted to remind you of before we jump into the episode. We still have lots of spots open for our Iceland getaway, so definitely check that out. We have information um, linked below. We have spots open. Always feel free to message me if you have any questions. Also, we've released a whole new line of merch representing your solo travel passion, pride, and just really to represent everything that the Solo Travel Woman Society is. So link is below. Definitely check it out. I'm super proud of this collection. We have a lot of really good items, a lot of high quality items, great phrases and slogans to represent how much you love to travel, especially solo. And we have our free society, which is a female travel community. So check that out as well. It's free. It's just an amazing place for women to network and connect with each other and share their experiences and where they're going and where they're traveling and just make lifelong friends around the world. So that's just some stuff I wanted to remind you of. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. My name is Sarah. I am a huge travel enthusiast, a dog mom, a corporate event planner, and just someone who loves inspiring other women to travel the world. If you are looking for empowerment in life, travel, business, then you are in the right place. The Solo Travel Woman Podcast is a safe space where you'll get the latest travel updates, hear inspiring and real travel stories, even some old crap moments, get a view into the life of a digital nomad, and so, so much more. Occasionally, we'll even have some special guests to really get the conversation and the excitement and the inspiration going. So come along for the journey, tune in every other Tuesday for new episodes, and enjoy the ride. So the first area I want to talk about is really knowing and understanding the different travel styles so you can pick the right one for you based on why you want to travel solo. So first things first, there are independent and then there are organized types of travel. Okay, so each one is going to be different. Each one is going to cater to a different type of traveler. I personally like a little bit of both. I like going completely by myself. I like going solo, but meeting up with other solo travelers and then forming a group. I like it all. Okay. As long as I'm out there exploring, I will do anything, but you might not be that way. And so I want to be able to share with you the different types of travel that you can do when you're out there exploring. So short stops. This is an independent style of travel where it's a minimum of three nights per location. Any less is gonna feel a little bit too rushed. You're not gonna be able to dive into the culture or you know, the different elements of that destination. And it's not gonna allow you to really learn about where you're visiting and you know, experience restaurants and museums or whatever it is you like to do. But anything more is gonna be a little bit too long. So you might not have a lot of time. I know here in America, we don't get the best PTO. So we need to do what we can in such a short time. I personally think that if you're planning on traveling for about seven days, maybe you only get a week off, I would do no more than two destinations. So you can really give yourself time to dive into the culture and the people and the experiences of the location that you are traveling in. So for example, if you were to go to Europe, and you only had seven days and you were staying in London, I suggest staying in London and then maybe doing 
um, a hub and spoke model, which we'll talk about soon, or maybe say like three days in London and then you go maybe out into the Cotswolds and get a cute little cottage for a couple of days. There's different ways you can do it, um, do what's best for you, but it's a great way to start getting your feet wet into solo travel. We also have long-term independent travel styles. This can last anywhere from a month or longer, and the pace is typically slower than short stop. So this would be, let's say you are traveling throughout Europe in, for a month. This would be maybe spending a week in only four different destinations, or maybe it's spending two weeks, or heck, maybe stay a whole month in one place. It's not about fitting the most in in the month trip. It's about taking the most time in specific places to absorb the most culture and experiences in where you're traveling. Then, like I've mentioned before, there's that hub and spoke model. I mentioned how I did that when I was in London in our previous lesson. But this is where you focus on one area to be your hub. So this is where you stay. And then you might take day trips to different areas and spoke out to experience more areas of the region you're staying in. So just to give you an example um, different than London, let's say you were staying in Rome and you knew that's where you wanted to stay, that's where you wanted to be the whole time, but maybe you take a day trip to Pompeii or a day trip to Florence. These things can be done. It's, you know, a lot, but they can be done. Or maybe like I live in Scottsdale, so maybe I might take a day trip to Sedona and go visit that for a day. My hub is my home, but I have so many cool places I can spoke out to to get some solo travel, you know, exploration going in a smaller way. And then there's immersive. This is where you really sink into a location and immerse yourself in the culture and the local customs. Heck, I mean, you might even find yourself becoming a regular in a coffee shop in that area. So I did a solo trip to San Diego. It was just, you know, a U.S.-based trip because I think the U.S. is beautiful. <laughs> and San Diego is a city I absolutely love and wanted to spend more time in. And I went and got an Airbnb and stayed there for a little over a month and really immersed myself in living like I was a, you know, I lived in San Diego and I loved every moment of it. I have friends who have gone to places like Italy for a whole month and stayed in Florence and really immersed themselves in the culture and everything that the loca locals did, she did so she can really experience what it's like to live there. These are great ways if you have the time to do it to immerse yourself and to really know a culture. It's what'll help you smash stereotypes. It'll what help you get more open-minded about different regions and people. It is a beautiful way to experience the world. Now going into the organized portion of travel styles, we have escorted tours. So this is where you and a group of other travelers have a pre-planned itinerary. Everything's completely mapped out for you. You have a guide. This is a great way to travel if you're new to solo travel. So I have done trips like this where I'm solo, I'm going by myself to a different destination, but I meet up with another a group of other solo travelers who are like-minded. So although I'm gonna be with other people, I don't know any of them. So I'm still left to my own, you know, my own instincts and, you know, trusting in myself and, you know, having to open my mind and think outside the box and put myself out there to become less of an introvert. And so it's a great way for newbies in the solo travel world to get their feet wet and discover, you know, if this is the right thing for them and if this is maybe the way they're going to solo travel. There's nothing wrong with it. To me, if you're getting out there and doing something by yourself, whether it's meeting up with a group or solo backpacking in the middle of Thailand, it is still so a type of solo travel and you should still be extremely proud of yourself. And so this is a really great way. It's similar to the Solo Travel Women's Society trips we will be taking each year. 
that is a way to get out there and explore solo, but we're going to go to different places and it'll be fun to be with other women that get excited about traveling. Then you have resorts. So maybe you're looking for a trip that's focused more on relaxation and maybe wellness, and it includes everything, foods and beverages and on-site activities. And you're really going because you just need a break to reconnect with yourself, meditate, journal, lay on a beach, and just breathe, right? We've all been in Zoom fatigue or working remote, and sometimes we need to just get away. This is a beautiful way to do that with the comfort of knowing that most things are taken care of for you, and you just have to show up and enjoy your time. Cruises. Now, this might be a surprise to some, but cruises have become more and more solo travel friendly over the years. They have lowered their single supplements. They've been able to incorporate some fun solo adventures and activities on their shore excursions. Plus, since you're in such a confined area, you can meet people very easily as long as you open up um, your mind and start chatting and kind of, you know, bring that extroverted side of you out a little bit more. Untours. Now, I never heard of this until I was doing research, I'm not going to lie, and I'm sure most of you have not heard of it, but it's a new style of travel that's great for when you don't really have time to research accommodations and you want help coordinating your flights and transportations and want tour options, but you also want to travel on your own. So instead of just kind of doing everything yourself and, you know, going out there on your own and exploring, you have someone do everything for you and get everything planned, have an itinerary planned out for you, and then you go take that itinerary and explore. And then self-guided. This form of travel is where every single detail is planned out for you, but you travel independently. So it's similar to untours. Um, in the sense that you don't meet up with the tour group and things are planned for you. However, self-guided is where you pretty much are left to your own devices as far as, you know, the little things like different transfers and maybe different tour activities if you want to do that or excursions. So as you're thinking about how you want to take your solo, your solo vacation, either your first one or your next one, these are all the different travel styles that you can participate in. Okay, so now I wanted to give you some of my favorite solo destinations to maybe help you and inspire you when you're trying to discover where you want to travel to first. Again, take this or leave this. This is my personal opinion. However, sometimes I know it's hard and you might get stuck, you know, with 206, you know, countries out there. I can see how that can happen. Knowing your why is really going to be what helps you, but this is just a little added kind of you know, guidance if you're kind of feeling stuck and you're not quite sure where you want to go to. I am going to be kind of looking at my notes here, okay? Don't get me wrong. I know all of this, but it is hard to memorize things verbatim, and I want to make sure you get the best information. So if you see me looking this way, that's why. I'm not trying to be rude. But so where are some of my favorite solo destinations? Obviously, first and foremost is Greece. I had the best time when I was there. If you're a history nerd like me, you definitely, this is a must place to go. It, you have to go here someday. I went in 2015 and it was, I can't wait to go back. And so I was able to visit Athens and then we did some other areas within the land, such as Olympia, Mycenae, Delphi, and Nathcleo. And so I would say Athens, maybe spend a day or two. I personally just don't feel more than two days is needed but it depends on what you are interested in. And then I wanted to explore other parts of the mainland before heading to the islands. 
I love, again, Greek theater. So seeing different, you know, auditoriums and stadiums throughout the countryside was amazing. And Naplio is beautiful. I like to think of it as like the Hamptons of Athens. Okay, it's this beautiful portside little town. And so many will go there on their weekends to, you know, soak up the sun and get a little vacation in. It was such a sweet little area. I definitely think it's a hidden gem that you should try out. Then I went out and explored the islands. So I went to Mykonos, Santorini, Crete, Patmos, and then I went to Kushidasi, Turkey. And so I loved all of those areas. And contrary to popular belief, <laughs> most people love Santorini. I personally enjoyed Mykonos a lot more, especially the friendly pelican. I guess there's this famous pelican on the island. I forget his name, but he likes to visit you. Um, and then Kushidasi, Turkey was just a welcome surprise. I got to go to a, rug, a Turkish rug weaving school and practice. It was so cool. I even bought this beautiful scarf that took three months to hand weave. And then I got to go to Ephesus, which again, history nerd like me, it was so awesome walking the marble pathways that Mark Antony and Cleopatra walked on. The next best solo travel destination I could suggest is going to be Cusco, Peru. Cusco is amazing. You are going to find a lot of people from many different countries and cultures there because Peruvian Spanish is a very proper, slower speaking Spanish. So therefore, in Cusco, you are going to find a lot of Spanish schools. So people who are, you know, they speak other languages and predominantly English will come there to learn Spanish because it's an easier pace. It's easier to learn from. And so you'll find people from all over the world in this beautiful little mountainside city. And I found it to be breathtakingly beautiful. I mean, not only are you in the middle of the Andes Mountains, but the architecture and the history was just magical. I met this gentleman from Australia who actually went there with a group 20 years before I had gone. So this was back in 2017. So 20 years prior, he met this beautiful woman who was from Cusco and never returned home. He sent for his things. Now he's gone home to visit, of course, but he never looked back. He fell in love with the city, the people, and then obviously this woman. And I just thought that was a remarkable story. The food there is to die for. Definitely try a pisco sour. It's an amazing drink. I learned how to make them. But then also when you go and explore the countryside and you get to Olante Tambo to, you know, embark on the trek to Machu Picchu, which if Machu Picchu is on your bucket list, really try to do the trek. Don't be so scared of it. I was terrified because again, I am not the most physically fit person. I was so nervous and I did it. And boy, the ruins along the way are just as breathtaking and the experiences and the relationships you make from trusting in other people as you're, you know, taking this hike for four whole days. It's insane, but it's the best. Don't do the easy way and take the train. You take the train back down, but do the hike if you can, if you're able to, obviously do it within limits. The next place I think is beautiful and wonderful for solo travels is Costa Rica. I love Costa Rica. I love going places that have all different types of terrain from jungles to, you know, mountains to the beach and Costa Rica gives you all those things. The culture is also very beautiful. The only tip I have is obviously anywhere you travel, keep your, you know, wits about you. Don't walk alone at night, especially if you're a solo travel woman. This is just something we shouldn't do. I don't even do it at home. I don't even walk my dog past 10 p.m. So, you know, these are things you want to keep, you know, at the forefront. 
If you're a city lover like me, I mean, I lived in New York City for 13 years. London was also an amazing place to take a solo vacation, especially if you're an English speaker and you're not quite ready to go somewhere with a different language. This is a great way to test the solo travel waters in a more comfortable place and destination. Especially if you like that city life and you are an English speaker, it is a wonderful place to go to. Plus, you get the added bonus of so much history and amazing day trips. I went out to the Cotswolds. I got to go to Bath. I got to go see Stonehenge. These were all amazing things I was able to do. And so I definitely did the hub and spoke model of travel when I was in London, which we will talk about in the travel style section where I stayed in London. But every day I spoke out to different areas so I can explore a lot more. Another amazing destination is going to be Italy. Italy is wonderful for solo travelers. Although I have not gone there by myself, I did take my mom. It was pretty much a solo trip because my mom had never gone anywhere outside of the U.S. So I definitely had to carry, and this is not anything negative, but I had to pretty much carry the trip and decide what we did, where we went. So it was really no different as if I was by myself. I do have a wonderful friend. Her name is Jessica. She owns the Wander Word, and she is an Italian oh, expert. She knows it all. And so she's someone great to follow if you ever want to learn more about Italy. However, when I went, I definitely suggest I loved Rome, but it ended up not being my favorite. My favorite was definitely Florence and specifically when I went, went out into Tuscany, into the Tuscan hillside. It was like I stepped back in time when I went to Siena and all these beautiful places. I just thought it was the most magical thing. Other areas that I definitely want to put on this list are going to be Prague in the Czech Republic. It's like walking into a storybook. It is magical and that medieval Gothic architecture to die for. What's also really cool is a lot of their bars and restaurants are in these, they're kind of re restructured and refurbished older buildings. So I went to a bar that was in an old dungeon and it was creepy, but very cool. Also, Kunta Hora on the way to Prague, if you have, or if you're in Prague and you can take the day trip, you can go to Kunta Hora and go to the church that's there and it is made out of bones, like 80,000 bones, which I know sounds really grotesque and scary, but it is stunning. It's all over my blog if you look at it. Also, Berlin, Germany. I was very excited to go to Berlin. My father has a lot of German heritage and I wanted to go explore. Plus, I do have a, I like I said, I'm a history person. And so learning about the Holocaust and everything that happened to, in World War II is something that I have been very interested in to understand more of. And so to go to a place where firsthand I got to see where things happened was a really cool experience. I definitely have to say in Berlin for me, I felt I, I'm an empath and I really do take other people's feelings and kind of internalize them. And I don't know what it was, but when I was walking through Berlin, I really felt the pain of the past. If that makes, it might sound very woo-woo or not make any sense, but this is something that I noticed when I was traveling. It was very interesting. Some other beautiful places are my old stomping grounds of New York City. It is a great place to go solo travel. I know a lot of people think New York is unsafe, but I promise you that is a stereotype that you will smash once you're there. It is just like anywhere. Yes, you know, you want to be smart and not travel around at night, of course, late at night by yourself. However, it is such a safe city and there's so much to do. And there's a lot of history there. 
Same with Boston in the U.S. These are beautiful cities to go to if you're a history person and you really want to explore. And especially Boston, taking that freedom trail and seeing all the old sites. Or if you're a dark history person and you like to see, you know, the old, you know, Salem and the ancient witch trials. I know I do. These are great places in the U.S. to go explore. Kind of sticking with the U.S., Sedona, Arizona is great if you're really into your health and fitness and wellness and you want to come and do a wellness solo retreat. There's a lot of beautiful places in Sedona. I mean, besides the fact it is stunning. I just moved to Scottsdale not too long ago, and I'm just finding more and more reasons to be in love with this part of the country. I think we often forget how beautiful the U.S. is, and so it's been really nice to discover that. Also, the Netherlands, specifically Amsterdam and Adam, I think those are great places to go explore solo. Um, definitely doing the a day trip or two to Adam and go see the windmills and take part in fog making classes. I got to do all these really fun things there. And then Amsterdam is just amazing to explore as well, whether you're into the more satire, um, you know, red light district, or you really wanted to go more historic and see Anne Frank's house. There's everything for everyone there. Um, da Nang, Vietnam is also a beautiful location. I have friends that have taught English in this area of Vietnam, and they just preach about how beautiful it is, and it's safe, and it's really, really fun. Bali, Indonesia, if you're also someone who's very big into yoga and meditation and wellness, this is another great place to go travel to, and there is a lot on this list. I have many that you'll get to see. Some of the Caribbean locations I personally find great to go travel to. And again, I have notes, so don't mind me looking this way. Grand Cayman, so the Cayman Islands are one of the safest islands to travel to alone. It's a great, trace, or great place for solo travelers um, who's really craving that laid back vacation. Maybe you, you know, have a family and you're getting out there and you just need a break and that's why you're doing the solo travel. It has some of the best islands and Grand Caymans particularly is a great option because it's the largest and has such a wide range of experiences. Curacao, I think this is one of the most underrated Caribbean destinations. If you love that Dutch architecture and that style in like Copenhagen or Amsterdam, think about that in the Caribbean. So you get all the beautiful colors, all the buildings are different bright pastel colors, and then you get the gorgeous pristine waters of the Caribbean. It is a to die for and definitely a great place to go. St. Lucia, I know we all think of that as a big um, honeymoon destination, but it's also beautiful and a great place if you're looking for somewhere to just go relax, soak up the sun, have some me time to just maybe journal and like reconnect with yourself without a lot to do. This is a great, great place for you to go. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Don't forget, give us a rating on the podcast platform that you listen to us on because our mission is to empower and inspire as many women as we can around the globe. And that is how you can help us to do so. Thank you again. And we will see you next time.